Okay, well, I can put my phone on Do Not Disturb. That's good. Um, hello, are we, we're rolling. Welcome back to Astro Daddy Podcast with Danny Santos and our special guest of the day. My phone will not go in my pocket. Oh my gosh. I have Wendy Miller with me today. Can we get a round of applause? Thank Woo! you. Thank yes. you. Come on, you guys, sit down. That's silly. <laughs> Let's sit out. No, okay. You're cute. We'll talk later. Wendy, for anybody who does not know you, can you please give yourself an introduction? Oh my gosh, isn't that your job? Wow, this is the fucking laziest podcast Sorry, ever. I didn't prep too much beforehand. I am a uh, <laughs> Emmy-winning TV producer, yeah. an author, a sexologist, host of the podcast Sex Ed the Musical, yeah, baby. and a writer and a network TV executive and the creator of the Oracle Deck Ask your gay BFF. Hell yeah, which we have a copy of here. We'll be asking some questions later. Yeah, we will. Um, and we're going to plug that as well. Ooh, so. plug. All right. Yeah, baby. Bring the plugs out. <laughs> <laughs> My favorite. Um, okay, so you, you're you talking about the production and the producing stuff that you've done. Do you want to talk a little bit about what that work was for? I Well, I've written and produced a lot of projects, and I wrote and produced the Wayne Brady show, the songs that he sang on the show. I wrote I a lot of those. That. Oh, yeah. Oh, my God. And I was at NBC for many years, and I wrote a ton of jingles for NBC, which was really fun, and I was director of special projects at the network. I directed, edited, wrote, and produced. I think I was the first woman on staff who was a director, editor, writer, producer at NBC. <sighs> Leave it to Bendy Wendy. Right? <laughs> Oh my God, that's amazing. Yeah. Um, and you also worked at Playboy. I was head of programming at Playboy for seven and a half years. And when I asked you, oh, I have a friend who's interested in working at Playboy, you said... Why? <laughs> <laughs> I don't know what I said. That is what you said. You're like, <laughs> I would encourage her to get the hell away. Yeah, no, I mean, I, I had a lot of fun there. It yeah. changed my life. Like, I walked into Playboy coming off of a really big mainstream career, NBC, yeah. the Oprah show, lots of fancy things, had an Emmy. I walked in there thinking I'd seen it all, knew it all, and done it all. And within about 15 minutes, I knew I'd seen nothing, knew nothing, <laughs> and done absolutely nothing. Well, you became one of the girls next door. I mean, it did change my life and yeah. my marriage and me in a very profound way, which you don't normally expect from a job. Yeah. But uh, it was an amazing experience. Yeah. Yeah. Well, do you feel comfortable talking about any of those changes? Uh Ask away. All right. Well, how do you feel like it changed your, uh, I guess, your outlook on life and on sex? Well, it definitely changed my outlook on sex because I went in there thinking, you know, I was completely open-minded. I mean, that's why they hired me. They needed someone who had network TV development experience but yeah. would also be cool with adult content and knew what women wanted. Yeah. And so that was me. And I walked in there thinking I knew so much about everything, but then I realized that so all of my bona fides at that point were basically worthless because yeah. everything that I'd accomplished, the currency at Playboy was completely different. Yeah. And if you wanted to be a successful, happy person at Playboy, you're not walking around like flashing all your <laughs> stupid awards and salary. You're flashing the most adventurous and authentic sex life. Interesting. Yeah. Which having worked at Oprah and NBC and doing all the, these other things, you came in with big credentials. Oh, yeah. I walked in with a ton of hubris <laughs> thinking I was the bee's knees. And <laughs> well, you are the bee's knees. Thank you. You're welcome. Uh, I'm like the bee's ankles, but uh, they're <laughs> close. But yeah, after a minute, I was kind of like, oh, wait a minute. These people have it right because a bunch of awards, a bunch of shit. It doesn't matter. Yeah. Like it's who's led the most fun and interesting life when it really comes down to it. Yeah. It doesn't matter what you've accomplished in terms of outside approval. What really matters is how much fun you've had, how authentic you've been and how much you've helped other people. Honestly, I hate yeah. to be corny, but it's true. Do you feel like that's an analogy for life? 100%. <laughs> that's what I'm saying. Well, cause I'm thinking I, I, so we're both Pisces. Yep. And Pisces is the sign of thinking about like what's the meaning of life. Mm. Pisces are constantly like reflecting, reviewing their own lives, kind of taking inventory. I'm like, what have I done wrong? What can I do better? It fits very much that Yom Kippur archetype or like <laughs> uh, atonement, uh -huh. you know, and finding the meaning by trying to do your best, learning from your mistakes. So as someone who's always thinking that way, being a Pisces and you as well, yeah. um, I'm constantly like, what is the meaning of life? What is the purpose of all of this? And yeah. I feel like you just summed it up. Like, how much fun did you have? Mm -hmm. How much did you serve other people? How much did you love? And uh, how spicy was your sex life? I don't know. <laughs> Listen, 
Right before you die, they say your life is going to flash before your eyes. That's right. You want to make sure that's a pretty killer movie, right? I mean, girl, at this point, it's been like, <laughs> I'm an Emmy winner at that point. Or what is what are movies? Oscars? Yeah, but if, <laughs> you can't have this. I mean, you have to have ups and downs. That's what life's all about. But yeah. you want to make sure that you've at least done some really cool stuff. Cool for you. Like, there's no competition. It's not like there's some baseline of cool. It's like some people might have more challenges than other people. but. Yeah. For some people, just getting out of bed and getting through a day is a big accomplishment. Yeah. So for them, that's a big day. Um, and so I'm really focused on that now. I'm having a nine birthday coming oh, up. Oh, numerolo- numerologically. And so oh what does that mean? I don't know what that means, but <sighs> my nine. last nine birthday for that entire year, I only did things that scared me or that I didn't know how to do. And that was a huge year in my life. And you actively chose things in your Active, life. Actively, uh, yeah, surfing lessons. What are you doing that again this time around? The I'm gonna I'm gonna come up with a list of things. So have you skydived? I have not skydived. I want to skydive with Wendy Miller. I don't know. That doesn't really scare me. Like okay. that doesn't seem like a thing that I need to put on. That seems kind of like a, a no offense, but. To me, that seems kind of like low-hanging fruit. <laughs> okay. You know? Yeah. So what would be the equivalent of something like surfing lessons for you at this point? Um, well, I've never been snowboarding. I am terrified of snowboarding. Well, so am I, <gasps> which is why we should do it. Well, how are we going to do it in California? Go up to Wrightwood. Okay. I, I, Have you seen <laughs> how much snow is here, guy? I don't know a lot about California. Like, I don't know that there's snow here. There's snow here. Okay. And if we wimp out, we could just do, like, inner tubing the entire time. It would be a hilarious day. Okay. Well, so given all of this stuff in your birth chart with this, this incredible career, mm-hmm. you know, in your astrology, I've got your birth chart printed out in front of me. This is exciting. <laughs> your past life signs are Capricorn and Scorpio. So Capricorn is the sign of the archetype of the father. It's the the career-oriented person, the CEO, the person who can like go and chase something and provide and create results. It's also the most resilient sign of the zodiac. Mm. So it's almost as if in many, many lifetimes you've been a career-oriented person, a father, a provider, someone who was able to numb their feelings and just get the job done. So can you talk about how this might relate for you being, I mean, it's very obviously you're career oriented. Yes, but I'm also uh, much more of a poet and a dreamer than as someone that you want to hand the checkbook to. So interesting. But back to what I was saying earlier, yeah. doing only things that terrify <laughs> me. This year I formed an LLC. <gasps> I started a company. What I have an EIN. Called? I have a website where I'm selling things. Welcome to the club. Right? I'm like a freaking grown up. And that's yeah. because it's scary. And so I did it. And yeah. that's, you know, to start my company, I had to do all of that. And normally I would just be like, I don't want to do that. I'm just selling on in my car. Like whatever. <laughs> but I had to scale this up because too many people were telling me these cards are hilarious. They're great. Yeah. I just, I mean, I'll tell you the story of the cards when we Please. get there, but, you know, whenever we get there is fine. But, um, so yeah, I have definitely had to run big companies and handle large budget things, but I hated it. Mm. Like, it's just not my favorite thing to do, which is why I did it this year. Yeah. Well, and according to your, your birth chart with that past life sign in Capricorn, you've mastered career. Mm. You've mastered working hard and finding fulfillment. Capricorn's a sign of going to find yourself. And oftentimes the best way to do that is like going to find a job and work that fulfills you. So your destiny sign in this lifetime is cancer. So the sign of being a mother, of ruling a personal life, developing family, chosen family, intimacy, relationships, being a mom, having kids, nurturing. Can you talk a little bit about how those things may have been outside of your comfort zone as you've gone through life and yet it's also the thing that's maybe expanded you the most. You know, it's so interesting because um, ever since I was a little kid, yeah. I never thought I would be married and I never thought I'd be a mother. Uh-huh. And it's like in your birth chart, like you have to touch that Not subject matter. interested. I always thought I'd have this really groovy sports car <laughs> and I'd have a two-seater sports car, white, and I'd have like a dog next to me and I'd just be driving around like Doris Day doing groovy <laughs> shit. With a little neck scarf all and sunglasses. All of it. All of it. <laughs> And so being a mother, being a wife never, ever appealed to me. Yeah. Uh, Then I married my husband and we were together for a long time. And I was with a friend in Chicago who's about 10 years older than me. She's a mentor. And her purse was stolen. And her entire life basically unraveled. She had no one to call. 
All of her relatives were dead. She had no children. And I looked at this and I thought, wow, I've got like a pretty slamming career and a house full of pointy TV awards, but I have nothing to show for my life. Whoa. After having no interest in the parenting thing. And so my husband and I were together for 17 years before I had a baby. What? <laughs> yeah. We waited 17 years. We've been together for 34 years. Did he want a We baby? talked about it, but, you know, it wasn't really something that. And so I was like, mm, what's really my legacy? Is my yeah. legacy a bunch of promos on NBC that were, are basically disposable? No, I really think I need to do something that maybe has much more of a lasting effect. Yeah. And so I got pregnant. I had three miscarriages. It turns out it was a oh thyroid issue, which I got fixed. And then I had a baby. And it's crazy because the entire time I was pregnant, first of all, I weighed 17 pounds less when I delivered my kid than when I got pregnant. So I lost a ton of weight during my entire pregnancy. Whoa. When it came time to give birth, I'm not even joking. I pushed three times. I didn't even break a sweat. And the kid came out like it might have been my core competency. And I just did it once and waited too long. <laughs> is your daughter a Capricorn? Remind me. She is a Capricorn. I remember. Yeah, that's right. She is a Capricorn. So she's in your comfort zone. She's and she's everything. Yeah, she's hilarious. And so <laughs> it turned out that maybe having kids might have been something I should have been doing a lot more because it was super easy. And I had a great one. Like it was the easiest thing in the world. Yeah. Like I had friends who were in labor and pushing it all at night. And I'm like, I didn't even crack a sweat. Oh my God. I had one friend who wanted a natural childbirth and Ugh. she was in labor for 101 hours. No, fuck that. Yeah. <laughs> Until finally she was like, okay, cut me open, take the thing out. Yeah. No, no. My OBGYN <laughs> was like zero pain tolerance. So she's like, no. And so like it was going to take a minute for the guy to come to give me an epidural. <laughs> And so they said, we'll give you some fentanyl until he gets here. And I don't know any, what's going on. And I go, yeah. can I have that? And the nurse, <laughs> who's like Nurse Ratchet, right? And she's like, no, I'm giving you something you can't have. Like, Why are you being such a bitch to me? Yeah, you're like, I'm having a baby in Cedar sinai <laughs> Give me a fucking break here. Anyway, so yeah, I pushed the kid out and no big whoop. And it was like the easiest thing in the world. Yeah. It's crazy. Well, and in your birth chart, your other past life sign is Scorpio. Mm, that's the sex one, right? That's the sex sign. Uh -huh. But it's like the sign of also being traumatized, um, having instability, constantly feeling like your life is in the process of um, upheaval or change. Mm. So Scorpio is also the sign of like shedding the trauma of your ancestors. So according to the first half of this life and maybe even past lives, you're someone who's incredibly resilient, able to make a name for yourself due to less than stellar circumstances, that mm. Scorpio sign. Mm -hmm. um, being traumatized or like feeling like you were born into a dynamic where you're cleaning up somebody else's mess. I do have a Jewish mother. I've had a lot of trauma. <clears throat> okay, well, and there you go. <laughs> so ancestrally having that passed down from your mom's trauma, her her mother's trauma. Oh, yeah. If, if you are Jewish and alive today, you come from people who've seen some shit. Yeah. That's why a lot of us are very prickly because we've had to survive some crazy fucking shit. Absolutely. Yeah. So in this lifetime, your destiny signs are cancer, the sign of developing intimacy, sweetness, family, and connection. Mm. But your other one is Taurus, which is pleasure, comfort, stability, sensuality, beauty, uh, and security. So what does all of that mean together? Well, if we take cancer and Taurus together, it's to find stability and comfort and pleasure and being a mother. Mm. Because you can you can shape shift into Capricorn being career oriented <clears throat> or Scorpio, how to handle life when things are crazy and changing and also sex. No, you want me, you want, I'm like on the, I should be on the disaster team. I am like, <laughs> well, I, I am cool. I am cool under pressure. <laughs> and I, it's funny. Anytime I see Scorpio and Capricorn in someone's birth chart, I ask them like, are you a trauma healer? Are you a first responder? Like those are the people that can handle those high stake challenging situations the most, but these are your past life signs. Mm. So you're not here to develop those qualities. You've mastered those qualities. It's a bigger stretch for you to be a mom and, yeah. to, and to be feel safe. 
to feel comfortable. Yes. Can you talk about that a little bit? I, Maybe some of your childhood. I definitely, or... I definitely uh, have problems with that, and I think I dissociate a lot. You know, I think yeah. I'm in situations, and I'm, I'm really over there. Uh, well, that's Pisces too. Oh, is it? <coughs> Very much. And we it's live also like, like in the dream world. Yeah, but like being a writer, like I'm always like taking notes while I'm talking. You yeah. know, when I hear something, so. That's that's definitely something that I have a lot of trouble being uh, comfortable. And it's funny because most people who know me would never believe that. Yeah. People are like you, you. Well, I'm you like, seem so wholesome and grounded and like. Yeah, you seem like you're blah, blah, blah. And I'm like, yeah, no, <laughs> I'm just a master at convincing people. Yeah. But really inside the whole time I'm like, oh, God, uh huh. don't do something dumb. Or what's going? How is the other shoe going to drop? Mm -hmm. you yeah, know, that might be a. I don't disasturbate a lot. <laughs> disasturbate, I like. But that. there are times because yeah. I think I'm sort of managing depression, and so sure. sometimes I just kind of, you know, the other day I just kind of woke up in a funk. Yeah. And there's really not a lot I could do about it. So sometimes I have days where I'm like, oh, nothing's going to work. I'm wasting my time. I don't have a lot of time left on the planet. What is my contribution? Why am I wasting my time? Don't have a lot of time left, Wendy. Well. I feel like you got a pretty good amount of time. I mean, <laughs> one of my true. exes was born the year after you, and I feel like he's a spring chicken still. All right. You know? All so, right. <laughs> you know, I feel like, and also time is somewhat irrelevant if you believe in future No, that's absolutely times. true, and I'm a cancer survivor, so I know that. You are? Yes, I am. And so. And that's ironic because your destiny sign is called cancer. Yeah, I know. When you said that, I started, was like, oh, here we go. Uh-huh. But yeah, so I am very lucky to be alive. Yeah. Because two years after I had cancer, I was in a major motorcycle accident. I oh had a fractured God. skull and I was in a coma. What? Yes. Yes. Well, this is all very Scorpio, like trauma, change, instability, and then Capricorn just get through it. Yeah. So I basically should be dead twice. Oh, my God. Yeah. So may I ask what kind of cancer you have? I had thyroid cancer that spread to my throat. I have a giant scar on my neck that very few people ask me about. And I'm always wondering why. I've never noticed Yeah, that. I have a huge fucking scar on my neck. And... Uh, I had a tumor and then it spread to my throat. And so I had stage. I don't even know what stage it was. Well, and also you said you miscarried because you had a thyroid dysfunction three Th times. That's right. That's right. Because I, uh, because my endocrinologist had me on ridiculous, had me on ridiculously high dosage of Synthroid. Okay. And that's what was causing all the miscarriages. <coughs> oh my God. It was really oh. simple. So you survived cancer. Mm -hmm. You survived three miscarriages. Uh-huh. Uh, and also had a really serious motorcycle accident that led you to be in a coma. Yeah. If this is not like past life Capricorn Scorpio combination, I don't know what is. Oh, is that right? Yes. Okay. So your your lessons in this lifetime are to move beyond the dismay that those situations might bring you, and to move towards family, connecting with others, um, leaving a legacy of love, intimacy, connection these sorts of things. This is exactly what I'm trying to do right now. There you go. And yeah. then the other side of it, Taurus, to take pleasure in your life, mm. to know that it's safe to be safe. Mm -hmm. It's safe to feel enjoyment, to feel comfortable, to take cancer. It's also kind of like the home. And then Taurus, which is resources, money, beauty, plants, nature. Like you're here to enjoy your life. And your past life signs are throwing these tricksters at you to try to traumatize you out of being able to take pleasure yeah in i life. i i can definitely see that <coughs> i could i could definitely see that and there's sometimes not sometimes often i really cannot see the forest or the trees and i could yeah. be sitting in my really nice house going i have nothing <gasps> no you know and it, i'm just being honest yeah. and it's like you know i wish someone would just come by and just hit me on the head and say why don't you just take five seconds look around you dumb shit yeah well yeah. <laughs> you also have a gemini moon in your birth chart mm. so the moon is ruled by cancer so considering that's your destiny sign, you're asked to pay special attention to what the moon sign is doing in your birth chart. And the moon makes a hard aspect to the planet Pluto, which is Scorpio's ruler of trauma, intensity, and instability, and also to the planet Uranus, which is about uh, unpredictability, progressing things forward. Without all the fancy astrology jargon, your instincts in life are, you said, disaster bait, um, but also to feel like you're in a hurricane or you're in a uh, this unpredictable thing mm -hmm. and it's your job to just work around it or feel like it has to be that way. Yeah. But destiny says you have to work against your instincts in this lifetime to be like, to know that you can be safe and secure and then take pleasure in your security. But you so, know, I'm not a drama queen. 
I don't get that from I you. have I have like zero tolerance for drama. So mm-hmm. I'm not that person. Yeah. So a lot of what's swirling around is very internal. Yeah. But I never create drama. I never engage in gossip. I never engage in anything. Yeah. I just do not allow any space for that. And that served me very well. Well, especially in a professional field. That's or? right, because anywhere I've worked, I can go back again because I've never been a shit starter. Yeah. And I've I know a lot of secrets and I've never <laughs> told any of them. And so it's definitely something that's good. So I, I'm if there is drama going on, it's internal drama. Yeah. But I'm not a drama queen or a shit starter. Yeah. Well, I can kind of relate to what you're saying here. Um, I've worked a few different jobs in entertainment and ended up getting fired from two of them. Mm-hmm. And I never said anything bad about anybody, but being fired, you can't really go back. Mm, I, well, I guess. It depends on if you're fired for cause or if you're fired because they eliminate your department. Sure. I mean, I was just a bad administrative assistant. Oh, okay. You know, so I'm yeah. a Pisces. <laughs> <laughs> but we also have in your birth chart... Um, your Saturn return just ended yesterday. That's so. What does that mean? Because so Saturn is... only moves through the birth chart every thirty years back to the same sign. So typically, you know, when a Saturn return occurs, this is when your karma is being fully balanced out. So, given that your Saturn return just ended yesterday, you are at the end of a two and a half year period where you were put through the ringer. Yeah, I was, dude. Okay. Yeah, so, I was. Yeah, I was. <laughs> Well, over the last two and a half years, we've had COVID. We had the biggest civil rights movement of the planet. We've had restructuring and transformations around working from home and work environments in general. Um, A lot about like queerness and transness and all of that coming up. And Saturn in Aquarius, I have the same Saturn sign as you. So we're born approximately 30 years apart. Um, I'm 30 years older than you? Well, not necessarily, you know. So it's okay. We it's can take a, this part out. It's just a number. <laughs> it's just a number. Um, but Saturn and Aquarius people can oftentimes feel like they're on the outside. Mm. You know, there's this feeling of isolation. Mm-hmm. Even if like they're bubbly and fun and whatever, the lessons that Saturn is delivering to us is learning how to be of service to the collective. So it's not about being the star or the center of attention all the time. It's learning to be of assistance to the world. How to make a long-lasting legacy change. So yesterday, my Saturn returned. Ended. Ended. It's Well, it actually returned to the exact degree that it was when you were born yesterday. Okay. And now it's over because it went from Aquarius to Pisces today. So what does that mean? What can I look forward to? Because I feel like, and, and you make a good point, the last two and a half years have been horrible for everyone. Sure. But they've been particularly god-awful wretched for me and me as well because we have the same saturn yeah really terrible yeah like probably top three terrible yeah well the beauty of this is it's going to be easier now because you you came over a saturn return and saturn always gives you a gift Mm. so there's some kind of reward or gift or you get something for having endured this feeling of intense isolation being an outsider feeling like you're not being seen or received Um, other Aquarius lessons could have to do with, I don't know, working with groups or like manifesting some kind of dream. Okay. So talk to me a little bit about the last two and a half years and the Saturn return happening without you even knowing. I mean, the last two and a half (laughs) years have been terrible. You know, I, I was, I've been unemployed for almost the entire two and a half years. Oh my God. Well, there you go. So feeling neglected or on the outside. And I felt like I was pretty certain that my career had left me for a younger woman. (laughs) So, and there was really not much I could do about it. Sure. And that was really terrible. And um, I'd been signed by this big, by this big book agent in New York. He saw my writing on medium.com. He reached out to me and then he had an implosion during the George Floyd unrest and basically vanished off the face of the earth after I had put my book proposal together and was thinking, oh, I've got all this stuff lining up. I've got my podcast. I've got this book. Everything is looking great for me. And then kablam, everything I had fell apart except for my family. Thank goodness. Yeah. But everything I had, everything I had professionally fell apart. Personally, I'm very fortunate. Um, Knock Ikea wood. But (laughs) professionally, everything fell apart for me and it's been a devastating two and a half years yeah what do you feel like this has done in terms of identity or or existential crisis how are you well all of the above and i tried to (coughs) i tried to think 
you know, sometimes like you go in these things like, did I say something to someone once and now I'm on like a blacklist somewhere? Interesting. Like, sure. you know, it's like, and you'd be surprised how infrequently everyone is thinking about you, right? right. But when you're stuck up in your head, you're like, everyone's talking about how much they're <laughs> never going to work with me again. <laughs> so it was just really, really difficult. And I just, I just kind of fell to the depths of just feeling inadequate as, a, as an adult and unable to take help take care of my family and not being a good role model for my daughter because I wasn't yeah. working. And I put so much value in work that when I do work for like a few days in a row, I'm feeling better and I'm feeling like I'm feeling myself, which is not good. I get like a dopamine rush from someone paying me. Yeah. And I need to not do that. Well, and this goes in to show you when your North Node is cancer, you have to stop looking for your job to be the thing that fulfills you. Right. Anytime I come across someone with this placement, they have an Olympian work ethic because the south node capricorn they developed being hardworking, mm -hmm. resilient making money being the provider in past lives i am constantly <clears throat> working and constantly 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 yeah and so it's very tricky but but this year i i uh i decided to launch this card thing because it was just so much fun yeah and i thought you know this is something that's mine like, this is not me waiting for people to call me and say, hey, will you work for me? Will you write for me? Will you produce this? Because it's like, I, I was a finalist in a big contest and yeah. that fell apart. Like, everything went kablooey. Mm. And I thought, is it over for me? It's over, right? Like, I need to go to, like, the Walgreens job fair. <laughs> like, it's over, right? It's, it's over, right? It's not over. It's your Saturn return. <laughs> and Saturn in Aquarius is one of the hardest ones because that's where Saturn has full reign. Aquarius is ruled by Saturn. Mm. So... Aquarius is the sign of like di di dissolving the ego. So it's all of the things that you've built your identity around. Aquarius is like, sorry, we're going to hold these things away from you. Yeah, well, that's exactly what happened. So and then that forces you to start working on family and stability from other places. Mm -hmm. So when I see other people who have their south node in Capricorn, north node cancer, I had um, one colleague of mine who was... Um, an alcoholic and hit it completely and was constantly numbing themselves. And when they weren't doing that, they were working and then like totally not paying attention to their personal life at mm. all. And then, um, I had a client once who <clears throat> she was young, she was in her twenties and she was on her way to become an Olympic swimmer. And she had a horrible accident that caused her leg to like have an, a, an accident that she can't swim for the rest of her life now. So life will give the people with a south node Capricorn, north node Cancer, it will deliver these things that force you to, like, working your way through and getting your self-esteem met through a job mm -hmm. or through accolades mm -hmm. isn't going to cut it. No. This lifetime is about intimacy, connection, family, um, and learning to celebrate and ritualize life rather than looking for an award or a paycheck or any of these things. So as you hear all of this and, you know, being at this phase in your life, what does this mean to you? Um, well, it's really a lot to hear. And sure. it's it's um, it's validating, certainly, to hear this. Yeah. because Especially after your Saturn return. Right. And I'm still just sort of trying to understand that as well as I can. Yeah. It's like it's a lot for me to grasp what you're saying because I'm not as knowledgeable as you in this. Sure. Um, but I just... I know I'm a resilient person because I was supposed to die twice and I didn't. Yeah. So I know there must be something I should be doing here. And whenever I create something that just makes people happy or adds some sort of fun to the world, I just yeah. feel so happy. Yeah. You know, and um, I just want to take the rest of this time that I have. And I, I, I've, I spent in my, I've spent my entire career making other people rich and famous interesting and i need to flip the script on that and just focus on me yeah and i'm not good at that so that's another thing i could do this year well and that's also goes to say like if you're here to form intimacy and attachment like getting to know yourself and putting yourself in that limelight could be a form of fulfilling that destiny as well yeah you know i keep getting these little <laughs> and and i don't know if you know this about me i'm highly intuitive you're a Pisces. Right. Anytime I talk to you, I'm like, damn, this person's so amazing. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I keep getting these little dribs and drabs like you're going to be the face. You're going to be the forefront. You're going to be the thing. And I'm like, me? Really? Why not? I mean, I, I like, I mean, I'm fine on camera. I host a podcast. I do these things, but I never think of myself because there's no one like this that you see 
on TV or movies or well, I don't want to be movies, but I'm just saying <laughs> I don't have a desire to be famous, but I think there's a really strong possibility that I might be. I mean, in my, I don't know. I feel like you are famous anytime <laughs> I'm around you. But like also if your other destiny signs Taurus, which is like stability and security and pleasure, if being in front of people and talking and expressing yourself brings you joy and gives you the opportunity to develop intimacy, that would be a beautiful expression mm. of fulfilling this destiny part of you, but not for like a reward. Yes. And I don't want to be the kind, I want to leave my house looking like this and have no one pay attention to me. Yeah. I don't want people taking my picture. I don't want to be famous. It is not my dream. But I'm a, I am a little bit thinking that there is a level of higher exposure for me that's to come. Yeah. And I haven't really wrapped my head around that. So I think that's actually a distinct possibility. Well, and given that your Saturn return is over, this feeling of not being seen or being on the outside or, or all of that, it's coming to an end as of today, March 7th. It's crazy. So you're on the other end of it, and Saturn always brings you a reward. So what kind of reward? Like a <coughs> discount coupon at Chipotle? Like what I are you mean, talking about? If only. Uh, <laughs> so I'll use myself as an example. Okay. During my Saturn return, I had a lot of very traumatic events happen to me. Um, the climactic one being that someone I was in a relationship with, he and I had a very serious falling out where mm. I felt like my danger was at stake. And um, with that relationship coming to an end, that's when I finally decided selling all my things, getting rid of my apartment and preparing to go to Peru mm -hmm. to, to pursue ayahuasca shamanism. Mm -hmm. So that to me is a dream, a, a dream I've had my whole, I guess, life. I didn't know that I, I wanted to be a shaman, but I want to do ayahuasca. And now 31 ceremonies in, I'm prepping to begin serving ayahuasca to other people. Mm -hmm. So I feel like Saturn is rewarding me for... Aquarius, dissolving the ego, letting go of attachments, letting go of the way we think things are supposed to go in order to follow what's actually authentic and true. So for me, that's shamanism. For you, whatever feels the most authentic thing to you, Saturn is supposed to bring that to you. The second ayahuasca ceremony I ever sat in, yeah. my message was the secret to abundance is to get rid of everything you own. <gasps> what? <laughs> yeah. I have I've been doing this work for nine years. Oh my god, you've been sitting longer than I have. And I'm and, <laughs> and uh it has changed my life on such a profound level. Yeah. And I try to explain to people, you know, I'm I don't drink, I don't I don't smoke, I don't gamble. Yeah. Aside from the deviant sex and filthy mouth, I'm a Mormon. Sure. <laughs> right? Right. I also don't like getting high, don't like being high, don't like yeah. any of that. So I'm not going into this world chasing some sort of thing. Yeah. It's literally been a life changer for me. Yeah. And the work that I've done, and I've gotten such incredible life-changing messages that I feel that my channel's kind of open all the time now. And maybe that's when I think that I'm getting psychic uh, downloads or intuitive messages, and it's really because my channel is just open. Yeah. So I'm hearing a lot of chatter, and it's not annoying. It's actually really helpful. Encouraging, right? And these cards came from that. <gasps> these cards came from spirit talking right through my head. Mm, and it must be a gay spirit because they're called Well, that's the whole point. <laughs> a friend of mine, if, if we can talk about this if Please, you want. Please, bring it on. So during the pandemic, I have a friend who's a psychic medium. She talks to dead people, and... She gave me um, an oracle deck, and she said, "If you ever need answers, talk to the cards, and you'll get the answers you need." Yeah. And I, every morning I walk four miles, the same thing, the same path, the same same time, just about. And I'm and it's basically like a major download reset for my day. And I'm walking down my pathway, and I thought to myself, you know, I do not get all of my life advice from random voices in the sky. Sure. All of my life advice comes from my gay best friends. Yes. So why don't I create oracle cards in the voice of my gay best friends? Because that's where I get incredible wisdom and also a lot of burns. Yeah. <laughs> and so I went home and this is something that everybody should know. Your stupidest ideas are your best ideas. Just remember that. Okay. 
I went home and I reached out to some friends and I started writing these with my friends and going back and forth. We had a few rules, no punching down, um, nothing that'll get us sued and nothing deeply offensive. Yeah. And then we kind of get rid of the offensive thing because, you know, come on, it's comedy. Sure. And so we workshopped them. I made a deck for myself and just a couple other friends. Everyone loved them. I'd be at parties. I'd pull them out. People would buy them out of my hands. I made a couple more. All gone. I'm at a barbecue in my neighborhood and TV's Daisy Duke walks up to me and buys the fucking cards out of my hands. Oh my God. I'm at a professional conference and I'm just shuffling these deck, waiting for, shuffling the cards, waiting for the speaker to start. This woman's watching me and she's kind of like looking at me and I'm like, okay. And I'm just like shuffling my cards and she goes, what's, what are those cards? And I said, oh, it's a, it's an Oracle deck. And she goes, can I ask a question? And I go, Okay. And she goes, all right, here's my question. Do you have a partner? <gasps> and I'm like, fuck, I'm being cruised. <laughs> well, of course, the gay BFF deck is like, you're, you're attracting right. cruise and energy I'm like, too. And, but I look at her and I go, you have, you have one opportunity to ask a question of all spirit. And you just want to ask if I've got a partner? Like you've got, this is your one, this is your one <laughs> at question of the genie and you're going to use it asking if the person holding the box has a part, like what? She goes, yeah, that's my question. I'm like, okay. So she pulls a card. She gets a no. Um, and she, no, no, she gets a yes. So I do have a partner. She goes, oh, you have a partner. I'm like, I'm married, but um, yeah. Uh, mm. And she's like, okay. And then she keeps, and, and it was just like the, the weirdest thing. So she wants one of the decks. Yeah. Everybody wants one of the decks. I make 20, all gone. I make 20 more, all gone. Oh, my God. And it's at that point I'm thinking, okay, this really is a thing. Yeah. And so I become a grown-up, and I form an LLC, and I open a store on cardtobelieve.com, <laughs> and now I'm selling them, and I'm going to the post office, at post office every day. But doesn't it bring you, like, some of the best joy it does, but I have to be careful because I've I've kind of tied it with my self esteem, and I can't uh, do that. That's see, that's not working. With and your... my Zen teacher taught me a very important lesson, which is, you want to have high standards and zero expectations, and that is the key to happiness. High standards for your work, yeah, and zero expectations for where it will go. Because it's the expectations. That, that's where you get hurt. That's where you get disappointed. If you have no expectations, and that's how I am with these cards. I made these cards because they made people laugh and they're funny. But so, you know, some people be very sweet, like, oh my God, this is the next Cards Against Humanity. I'm like, please, come on. It's lightning in a bottle. Let's just play with the cards and yeah. have fun with them. Why do you have to compare them to something that's like some giant monolith? Enjoy them for what they are. Exactly. And so I'm not getting caught up in that. Yeah. But, but also, this is Saturn moving into Pisces now, and that's our sign. And and your birth chart, you also have Mars and the Sun in Pisces. So it's going to bring this energy of like kind of delivering what your Saturn return took away. It's activating a gift. So is it the end of shit times? Is that basically like speak in my language? Okay, let me let me rephrase. Thanks. You're going to be rewarded for all the hard work you did over the last two and a half years through positive things happening in your life okay and a gift maybe it's these cards and maybe it's where that goes or maybe how it continues to develop maybe you're making something else as well but i'm always making something <laughs> yeah you are always yeah but someone once told me pisces we always have a project we're working on oh yeah i like, always i'm always making something uh -huh. somewhere we okay. can't live without it no no so but I, I believe, I mean, for me, I'm seeing myself going to chase this dream of becoming an ayahuasca shaman. Yeah. For you, like, what's the next thing you'd like to achieve or feel? I have a very interesting opportunity that somebody swung at my head the other day on my walk, as a matter of fact. And I thought, this could be amazing. This could be really, really amazing. And I don't want to give too much away because it doesn't it's because it's a thing and it might not even be a thing, but a really great opportunity, potential opportunity, just came my way yesterday. As your Saturn return. As, as a potential. Yeah. Oh, was interesting. Closing the last day of your Saturn return. Interesting. Seems pretty good in my yeah. opinion. Yeah. Well, I, did, I mean, I didn't know any of this. Yeah. But yeah. And so. 
I'm having more conversations about it today. And it could be a massive, massive, amazing, cool thing. Based, or not. Based on the astrology, this is something where you're being asked to go and gently escalate the mountain for the reward. Mm. This could be the gift that Saturn's bringing you. So you didn't say that I had to climb a mountain to get this re reward. You said <laughs> I was just going to get a reward. I mean... So now i got to climb a mountain no, again? No, no. Ride the escalator up the mountain. I mean, i got nothing against climbing, <laughs> but I mean, you know. It's just you're you're ascending. You're okay. moving upward. Okay. You know. Climbing so. a mountain sounded like a lot of work. And I feel <laughs> yeah, like after right. the last two and a half years, someone ought to deliver a pizza to me. Something. <laughs> the UFO up the mountain. <laughs> Jump in with the aliens. Um, okay. Let's, let's ask some questions to the cards. Yeah. So... I'm going to pull these over to myself. Do you have a question for yourself you'd like me to? Sure. You really need to, you really need to shuffle those. Okay, let's shuffle these. And this is your deck, out. so um, uh, I'm very excited to be here. Um, okay. <laughs> My first question is, will my daughter get into the college of her choice? All right. Oh, we're at this level of stability today? Yeah, no. <laughs> well, that's really funny because the college of her choice is not going to college. <gasps> Whoa. So, <laughs> so you already knew the answer. Well, I don't. I, why would I ask any questions if I don't know the answer? <laughs> Fair enough. <laughs> I mean, I have a question I want to ask, but I don't want to know. Go. Well, okay. As I'm preparing to go to Peru to become an ayahuasca shaman, will I be given the blessing from the tribe to begin serving? I feel like that's a, a lot big stakes. Put a time on that. This year. Okay. Mm. Not on my watch, Biot. <laughs> <laughs> Hang on a minute. Let's look at that question again. Okay. Can you ask it much more specifically, please? I could. Um, how about that's the thing with these cards is I've learned oh, that it just flipped up. <laughs> yeah. One just flipped over. Fine, but only because I've run out of. <laughs> bitchy ways to say no <laughs> so they're messing with me they are this is what i've learned they're sassy these cards people because i'm like hey they say hey can i ask a question they like, am i gonna meet someone nice and then they pull a card and it says no i'm like you're gonna meet someone nice i mean that could be someone at ralph's who hands you sure. a basket you have to be very specific but the thing with these cards is the more specific you get with your question the more powerful the answers are because what it does is it forces you to get really real about what you want. Yeah. Because it's like, well, I'm going to meet someone nice. Like, that's a dumb question. Am well, I going to meet someone handsome? Another dumb question. <laughs> it's like, am I going to find someone who makes me feel blah, 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 pull the card? Yes. Uh, it keeps happening. That people, if you ask the right question and really frame it specifically. So let's let's go back. I'm, I'm sorry to be taking over your show. Please, take it. Let's ask that question again. For ask for exactly what you want okay. in Peru. As I go to Peru, will I heal some of the generational trauma that I've been carrying with me my whole life that then helps me heal other people through my work with astrology and ayahuasca? Okay, pull a card. Okay. It says every single no ever invented. <laughs> <laughs> See, they got a sense of humor. All right. But am I going to do it? Yes, as fuck. <laughs> so they they have a sense of humor. They have a big sense of humor. But also, as I was shuffling that last time, the yes card flipped up after it said, like, yeah, it's a no. And then I was like, oh, fine. And then it flipped over. It was like, okay, but only because I can't say, you know. Right. So a lot of times people are like, what are you doing? You just keep asking the same question until you get a yes. First of all, there's more yeses than nos in the deck. Really? Yes. <laughs> interesting yes there are more yeses than no's and so i said no 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 w what's going on is i do not pretend to be an oracle sure but what these cards really seem to be doing is forcing people to get real about what they really want like oh. you just did and because of that now you have a better idea of what you really want. Yeah. I, I think I've been mildly thinking about healing all the generational trauma. Right. But now you made me think about it by asking. Right. So what these cards are especially good for is helping to sharpen your intentions. That's absolutely right. To become a better manifester. That's absolutely right. Interesting. So it's going to give you a no 
until you get really clear. That's right. But as sassy and gay as possible. <laughs> so it's awesome. Yes, I agree. No, and I mean, that's what I think. I'm not pretending to be some sort of seer. Yeah. Whether or not I have intuitive powers, which I do, but I'm a Pisces. I'm a Pisces, but it's not like I can walk in and buy like winning lottery tickets every weekend. Right. But this is what I this is the lesson I've gotten from these cards. It started out as something silly and fun and hilarious, but it's turned into this. What happened right here is what happens with these cards. Sharpen your intention. Mm -hmm. I love that. And as somebody who's a card reader myself, I have learned that you can't put 100% faith in a card reading all the time. You know, I I have transitioned to using the tarot as a means of unpacking the unconscious. Mm -hmm. And I feel like these just kind of did that as well. 100%. You know, because I'm like, oh, I'm kind of disappointed. I got a no. And then I'm flipping and then they flip back up and it's saying a yes. And I was like, oh, that makes that it made me feel better. But you weren't clear on what you wanted. Yeah. You know, and it's it's like this is not some sort of parlor trick. Yeah. You have to be really clear and perhaps getting to the point of being able to ask that question, if the cards are causing that, then the cards are creating something beautiful. Yeah. Because then you, once you know what you want, then you can manifest it. Yeah. Well, it makes me think like I want to go home and like journal exactly what I want because I haven't sat down and written about it. You have to do that. <laughs> I haven't done it yet. You have to do you that. You know, I go to Peru in July and August. Oh, my God. What I'll are you be- waiting for? You need to get really <laughs> clear on this. Yeah. Well, I think it's been kind of like, oh, it's the thing that I'm doing, but... You know, I just sold my all my stuff and mm-hmm. simplified my life, and I, I'm moving to Michigan in two days. Listen, fail to plan, plan to fail. Okay, and you said when we have no expectations and high standards. Zero expectations. Zero, Zero is a number. No expectations doesn't really mean anything. Zero expectations. High standards. Zero expectations. Interesting. And that is the key to happiness. Okay. And that's also very Aquarian as well, Mm. in the Saturn and Aquarius energy, because it's dissolving the ego, so it's not being attached to anything, but still providing the top quality work that we can. And I guess you could carry that into these cards as well, like getting really clear, having no expectation on the outcome, but crafting and refining an intention, a question. Right. And why shouldn't you have fun along the way? Because then you could just be like yes and no, just flipping out. These are funny and they're laughing. You, yeah. They laugh and disarmed you. Yeah. Like you're asking you're asking life-changing questions and all of those answers completely disarmed you because they were funny. They did. Yeah. They, that's a good point. They're, these are trickster cards. What does that mean? So trickster medicine um, in spirituality, in my ayahuasca tradition, in astrology, what have you. The trickster is the one who interrupts the thought pattern, interrupts the status quo, and causes people to start looking at things from a different point of view. Mm-hmm. On, on some level, they're manipulative, but not as a means of trying to manipulate you to do something bad. The trickster is able to, I'm going to use this really fancy word, ameliorate, mm-hmm. to, to take a negative and make it positive, um, or to transmute energy. So I feel like that's what these cards are for. It's about transmutation, transitioning one thought, idea, or feeling into something more refined and specific through, through fun. Isn't that a Pisces thing too, to be able to, to make something <laughs> out of something else? Yes. Well, Pisces, we are because we're the last sign of the zodiac, we know the darkness mm-hmm. and we still choose the light. Mm-hmm. So being the final sign, yeah, I guess Pisces does have a little trickster in it. But we're, we're, we're the sign probably least likely to use it for evil. Oh, that's interesting. You know, yeah, not interested because we're pure. Okay, because you know? <laughs> we're so sensitive. Yeah, we are. Um, when looking at your birth chart further, your career sign is also Aquarius. So that is the sign we know about humanitarianism, working with groups of people, reaching a global audience. Mm-hmm. You've pretty much done all of that. Yeah, well, I definitely have reached a, a very large audience with my work, but um, my. One of my secondary goals, my first goal with these cards is to get people to have, to buy them and have fun with them and just like to create, to figure out exactly what they want. Yeah. My second goal with them is to create different versions that will help people raise money for their charities. People can use them for fundraisers so they can raise money for their charities and help them bring a lot of joy, but also raise money to help support their thing. So if if you have a charity that's aligned with our beliefs Please send me an email at it's card to believe at gmail.com. <laughs> and I would love to make some sort of cards that you can use to raise money for your fund for oh your for God. your organization. Yes. And can you just 
also plug on how people can buy these cards, where they can find them. Yeah, cardtobelieve.com. Okay. Go to cardtobelieve.com. You can get the cards. And uh, let's talk about ways that I can help you raise money for your organization. Yes. And then, I mean, we still have a little bit of time left. But I I don't want to rush you on plugging yourself. How can people find you and follow you and contact you if they want you? Uh Uh-huh. Card to Believe. I'm on Instagram at Card to Believe, Facebook, Card to Believe. I mean... I'm also out there, you know, the Wendy Miller. You can you can do that. My podcast, Sex Ed the Musical. But Which is honestly, amazing. thank you. But <clears throat> honestly, I'm focusing on this right now because it's just really sparking a lot of joy and changing people's lives yeah. in, in a way I never expected. I just want I just wanted people to laugh. Yeah. But I had I had no idea that these cards were actually gonna change lives. Including mine. Yeah. Well, and it makes sense that your career sign is an Aquarius. And you're talking about like these cards can be used to help the collective. And you Mm -hmm. want to use it to help raise money for charities. Mm -hmm. And you're right in line with what you're supposed to be doing. That feels good. You're on the right path. That feels really good. I'm glad to hear that. Because I don't know about you, but I had a bad two and a half years. Okay. Girl, it was fucking hard. (laughs) Um, Can we do a version of the cards with crows on them? Whatever you want. I'm obsessed with crows. You want to do Ask a Crow? <laughs> Ask a Crow. I'm obsessed with crows too because you know you can what? befriend them. Yes. I, I kind of want to do that. They bring you presents. Yes, they bring you presents. And they also attack your enemies. Yes. Yes. I love crows. They're my favorite animal. I'm kind of into them too. Okay. And they're also sassy. Like crows don't cut the mustard. Like, or, Well, they do cut the mustard. They're not afraid. They don't to, play. They don't play. Yeah. And I mean, they, they will, love to play, but they don't. They will eat like you put the shit out for them, and they'll uh-huh. get to know you, and then yes. and then they will expect it. And you build a relationship with them. Yes. Yeah. Wait, I, why do you love crows? For that very reason, they're smart and they're interesting, and they bring you presents, and they will protect you. And yes. I love all animals and except rats. I don't love rats. <laughs> I yeah, I don't know if I'm crazy about rats either. I don't mind snakes. I think they're cool. I think snakes are cool too. They represent healing. That's it's, so interesting. I I've never been terrified of snakes. I think they're groovy. Saying I used to catch them in my grandma's backyard as a That's kid. That's fun. Um, I have an interesting story about a crow. Okay. So I have a lot of stories about him, but they've been following me lately since I've been really working with my ayahuasca shamanism work. Mm. And, um, on the day that I was like going to propose to my ex, cause I felt like it was really the right match, even though it didn't appear to be so, I saw two ravens flying <clears throat> across the street and one of them dropped a stone. And I thought that was really beautiful. And the raven picked up the um, pebble and it flew into a tree behind me and it was holding the pebble in its mouth and cawing at me or like, you know, looking at me. And when a raven's holding a rock in its mouth, that symbolizes that the the crow or the raven is choosing you. And it's time to like the work begins as a healer, as a medicine person. So that kind of blew my mind. And then I was out to lunch with a friend and I was saying, oh, I guess I'm going to give up ayahuasca for so-and-so because they think it's not sober and they're in recovery right now and the crow across the street started calling at me like like really pissed off and my friend just looks over and she goes that crow is not happy (laughs) so i've had these two really interesting experiences with crows as they've been like encouraging me down the medicine path i love that so they're also messengers but they only message you if you're doing the wrong thing oh because they're, otherwise they're like, yeah, yeah, you're doing fine. Like, believe in yourself. But if you're doing the wrong thing or on the wrong path, a crow can really, like, be like, hey, get it together. Like the vice principal of life. Yeah, right. They're like, yeah, children, keep going down the hallway. You're fine. So, you know, what is your feeling on the whole concept of California sober? I think it's fine. I mean, my sister's, well, she I guess she drinks from time to time, but she smokes weed a lot. I mean... Frankly, I don't care what people do as long as they're able to walk middle of the road. Mm-hmm. If things start to fall into extremes or excess, yeah. I'm like, mm, you might want to. I sit in ceremonies with people who are on 12-step programs. Really? Yeah. Wait. Because my ex was like, you have to quit ayahuasca if we're going to be able to be in a relationship together. Hmm. Okay. So I guess I know one person who doesn't drink alcohol but does ayahuasca. California sober. Okay, I thought you meant with weed. That's how I've heard. California, California. sober. I my understanding is no alcohol, like no like meth or crazy things, but sure. like uh, psychedelics and sometimes weed. I have never heard that definition of it. I'm mm-hmm. all for it. You know, as long as somebody doesn't have like predisposed like schizophrenia or psychotic. There's a lot of there's a lot of things that you have to be careful about, yeah, right? So it's like, and it's not my 
place to judge anyone and sure. where they are in their process. Of course not. But know? it's just something that I have heard. I, so you've done nine years worth of med- plant medicine work. I have. Okay, that'll have to be another episode mm. if you're comfortable talking about those. I am. It changed my life. No kidding. Yeah. In the most profound ways I never expected. If you could give us like a little nugget, a little something. My first journey um, was with a group of people. And the next morning during integration, everyone is talking about, you know, what their experience was. And again, this is my first time. I don't know anything from anything. Yeah. And I was just glad that I didn't like run down the street naked or crap myself. <laughs> All the things that I thought would happen. Everyone's right. like, that's not going to happen. Yeah. Luckily, of course, it didn't happen. So the next day, everybody's going around, and um, they said, Wendy, what was your experience like? And I said, well, I dropped in really fast. And the first thing that I had to do is I found out that I had to put an, uh, upgrade my service panel in my house. I have to carve off a part of my house and put in an ADU. I need to put a kitchen on this wall. I need to call my friend Dan, my, call my friend uh, Steve, who's going to do the contracting work. I need to put a, here, I put a wall there, and then like this whole thing... And my friend turns to me and says, only you would have an ayahuasca trip that is like an episode of HGTV. Oh, my God. But I did exactly that. Yes. And I put an ADU in my house. And then like the next time I was with this group of people, they're like, oh, you're the one that had that crazy dream about the da-da-da. I'm like, yeah, and I did it. And they're like, you did it? I'm like, why are you doing this work if you're going to get messages from spirit if you don't do what it tells you to do? Yeah. Why are you doing this work if you don't listen to the messages you're getting? That's a good point. So I listen to the messages that I get. Yeah. And that has changed my life in profound ways. And I don't just mean the HGTV part. Sure. Moving forward about fear and about acceptance and about forgiveness. Yeah. That's been a big theme. And sometimes I'll just drop in and it's just really not very much at all. But other times I get like a freaking Gantt chart. And downloads like details, which is ridiculous for me because I don't want to look at any of that shit. Yeah. But my my downloads are incredibly detail oriented and usually like project manager level. Whereas everyone's like, I was in a bird and butterfly garden and I talked to my grandmother. And I'm like, <laughs> all right, I need to set up a budget for blah, 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 blah. And I need to bring this thing. But Tuesdays, and people are like, what? So that's just how I am. Yeah. Yeah. I so can- it's profound for me. I can relate to that, although some of the really intense messages that I've received, I have backslid on. Like, I'll do the change, and then I kind of fall back, and then I have to, like, try to get back to the... But that's your journey. I guess so, yeah. I'm not... No, please don't try to emulate me. I'm, you know, what I do has nothing to do with anyone else. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I guess it's part of my growth is, like, how to stick with things. Okay. You know? That's a great lesson. And my birth chart, my past life sign is Gemini, which can be flip-flopping or, like kind of in a state of crisis mm. and I'm trying to learn Sagittarius, which is like walk the middle of the road, mm. not, not fall into extremes. So it's easy for me to kind of fall off the wagon when I'm doing something really well. And that's like, I guess part of my journey of integration because I will give the message and I do the message until life comes along and sweeps me off. See, I boundary like a motherfucker, but your moon signs Gemini, which is the sign of good boundaries as well. Mm. So can you speak on those boundaries a little bit? Yeah. I (laughs) have no problem telling people the truth because if you lie, you have to remember shit. I don't want to remember things. (sighs) So if I don't want to do something, if I don't want to be somewhere, if I just want to go for a walk, I just do it. And I'm also good about people wanting to throw their drama on me. And again, it's like, I don't, I'm, you know, shields up. I don't want that. I'm not interested in your drama and you're crazy. Yeah. And that some people find it very seductive, but I do not. <sighs> Same. I'm and so, but it's with myself as well, because sometimes I'll be disasturbating. I'm like, you know what? Okay, fine. you got to stop doing that. Uh-huh. Now, just a quick question for you. What do you do when you find yourself in too deep in a situation that you're unhappy with? And by setting boundaries or having to put things to an end, you know it's going to set a lot of problems or negative emotions off in the other person. How do you navigate it? What everybody thinks of me is none of my business. I will Irish goodbye something. <gasps> I have walked out of a million things. And you know what? I've been at parties and people have left and didn't say goodbye to me. I don't remember anything. It's not like I'm walking around going, hey, Clifford left and didn't say goodbye to me. <laughs> Just if, if you're in a situation that is not good for you, you have to get out of it. Mm-hmm. You have to put yourself first. And I don't mean to be an asshole. Sure. But I mean, you have to serve yourself first. And so 
that's how you contribute to the common good. And I'm not saying being a jerk and taking things and being a bad person. I'm saying if you're in a situation that looks like it's a bad situation for you, you need to extricate yourself. Mm. You can be kind about it. You can be polite about it. You should be, you know, aware that other people might be impacted. But ultimately, you have to be out of that situation as fast as possible. And I am like, I will pull myself out of something like, you know, nobody's business. Yeah. So I have no problem. Okay. See, I'm also me. 30 years older than you, apparently. So <laughs> I have a lot fewer fucks to give. <laughs> I'm starting to get to the point where I'm caring less about what other people think. It's none yeah. of your business. You can't control I, it. I guess that's true. Zero expectations. Oh. Zero. Well, Wendy, as a final send off to the podcast, oh. do you have anything else you'd like to say? A message of love or, um, you know, an, an intention, a wish, a prayer? Gosh, I wish I'd known I was going to be asked that. I might have prepared something in advance. I have to say that um, I think the happiest that I am is when I listen to messages from myself and I act on them. Mm-hmm. Well, isn't that what ayahuasca is? Just yeah. what you're already, you yeah. know, spirits bringing you. But a lot already. of people get messages and they get stupid ideas or they get things like, that's the dumbest idea ever. Act on those things. Mm-hmm. Those are messages and your stupidest ideas are your best ideas. Okay. Well, I can't thank you enough for coming on the Astro Daddy podcast, Wendy. Thanks for having me. This was a blast. It was my pleasure. I just, I view you kind of like a mentor. I've never asked you if you'd be a mentor to me, but I I love you. I would be happy to be. I'm blessed to know you, to be around you. I I think what I said to you when we talked about one of your mentors who recently passed, Sidonia, what was her last name? Lax. Sidonia Lax. Um, Yeah. When we talked on the phone and caught up after she had passed, I remember saying, like, this woman, you, you really know what really matters in life. Like, I felt that from you. Like, you know what's important. So I really admire that quality in you, and I look up to you a lot. Thank you. That's really, really kind, and I really, really, I really appreciate that, and I hope I can live up to it. You do every time I talk to you, so. Thank you. All right. Astro Daddy Podcast. This is Danny Santos, and this is one of the last episodes of Season 1, so be on the lookout. Bye, guys.